City have taken the lead. A lovely free kick found the head of the Birmingham City captain. It's a dangerous ball, it's a looping header, and it's a goal against the run of play for Birmingham City. Abby Grant. It's a lovely finish into the top corner. Guided in by Lucy Whip. Just gently lofted out of the reach of the keeper. Might be another chance for another goal. Cracking save by Hampton. Welcome everyone to the Greats in 68 podcast, the dedicated weekly women's football show about all things Birmingham City. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined by Kaz and Stacey Smith and we'll be joined also by special guest Mia Erickson uh, later in the show for part two. But we'll start with Stacey, how are you this week? Yeah, I'm all right Craig, thank you, yeah? Yeah, not too bad. How about you Kaz? Yeah, not too bad mate. Glad to hear it. We'll begin this week's show with the news that finally Molly Green has joined Birmingham City after leaving Manchester United. The 23-year-old has worked with manager Carl Ward previously during a short loan spell at Sheffield United last season. This move has been expected for a long time since football freestyler Liv Cook let the cat out of the bag on an online quiz. What will Molly bring to this Birmingham City side, Kaz? A lot of experience. Um, she's a box-to-box midfielder. She can score goals as well, which I think we've been crying out for the last couple of seasons. She's very versatile as well put her anywhere in midfield or up front and she'll do the job. Does she have something to prove, Stacey? She was crucial in the part of Manchester United's team that won the championship title in 2019, but didn't feature at all in the WSL last season for them and then went on loan, obviously, to Sheffield United. She was injured for some of last season and then, like you said, she went on loan Sheffield. But I do, I do think she's got a point to prove, but the fact of Carla being in charge was a massive draw. Obviously, she worked well under Carla at Sheffield. But I think today, watching today's game, I think she she had a point to prove. There was a couple of times where you thought decision-making was probably slightly rash and that was probably due to the fact that I think she wanted to impress and prove a point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we saw that Ebony Salmon, after she left Man United last season, she scored the winner for Bristol against them in a game. Sometimes a player has a point to prove when they come up against their former side. We'll get onto the game in a second, Kaz, but what did you think of Molly's debut for the club earlier today? Do you know what? I didn't think she did too bad. Um, she set up Claudia's goal. Them two have worked previously at Liverpool. But yeah, overall, I was quite happy with her and the team's performance today. Three changes from the side that started our 2-0 defeat to Brighton last weekend. Chloe McCarran, Jamie Lee Napier and Connie Schofield were replaced by debutantes Molly Green, Rachel Corsi and Emma Kelly also starting as well. Harriet Scott was moved into a more familiar position at right back with Corsi coming in alongside Georgia Brome at centre back. Sarah Mayling was moved into a more attacking role on the right hand side with Emma Kelly on the other flank with Claudia Walker leading the line. Jane Ross gave United the lead after five minutes, a close range header in which the keeper should have probably done better. Uh, she sees it late, Kaz, but will Hannah expect more from herself there? Definitely. Like, I think all five goals were pretty poor keeping, in my opinion. I think Hannah will be looking at back at that game and today and thinking what she could have done for any of them goals. But that was a, that was a poor, poor goal to give away. Yeah, so early on as well, it, it put us on the back foot a bit, but uh, things t- took a positive turn soon after. Claudia Walker equalised in the 14th minute, bullying Millie Turner before firing across and scoring into the bottom corner. It was her first league goal since 2018. It's been a long time coming, Stacey, but she's really done well there. Yeah, she did fantastic. Um, 
it was great pressing by Molly to even set up the uh, position for Claudia, but Claudia literally she she kept her composure, she held off, held her strength well, and you can see that she's been working more on that during lockdown and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I thought she she did really well to keep her composure and just to slot it home. Blues then remarkably took the lead. Midway through the first half, Sarah Mailing's free kick was deflected into the net by Abby McManus. She scores so many goals for us at Damson Park, we should probably sign her at this point. But uh, Kaz, what did you think? It was obviously um, Mailing, it looked like it was going on target. So it possibly is Sarah's goal, but Abby McManus does it again. She definitely does, doesn't she? She's definitely a blue nose and at heart, isn't she really? I thought it was a cracking um, free kick by Sarah. I don't understand why the past seasons she hasn't been taking them. If that was the quality that she's got, who'd have thought Sarah Malin, them free kicks. Absolutely. I mean, maybe it's the case of uh, Marta thought that Lucy Stan's obviously very talented at technical balls last season. She didn't really think that far ahead past Lucy Stan taking them, but Sarah's stepped up and she's done well with them. So long that may that continue. Unfortunately, the lead did not last long. Katie Zellum equalised with a lovely free kick in the 36th minute. The big talking point around this, though, was in the build-up to the, the free kick itself. Molly Green looked to win the ball and the referee then gave the free kick. What did you make of this one, Kaz? Definitely wasn't a free kick. You can clearly see she got the ball. When you look at previous games today and some of the challenges, like the Chelsea game, you could see that was a blatant penalty. But I think the referee, again, we're talking about who were refereeing in the in the league. So I think the referee definitely got that one wrong. And maybe if we go in at half time winning two one, maybe the game might have been different. Yeah, it's a game of margins, no doubt. And it's 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 obviously a contentious issue when um Jen O'Neill, friend of the show, the uh, creator of She Kicks magazine, actually commented going, Is it a free kick though? So when she she she's talking about it, you know something's Something's up. And uh, as you say, Birmingham City went into the break then all square. And I was incredibly impressed by how well we'd done up to this point. Did you feel the, the same, Stacey? Yeah, I thought, uh, first off, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think Molly and Corsi coming in did make a massive difference. Um, the midfield seemed to link up better with the front three, rather a lot better than they did uh, last week against Brighton. Yeah, I thought we did. Really well. Uh, obviously, I'd say probably two mistakes from Hannah. Again, a free kick that was never a free kick. As Kaz said, all we seem to be talking about around women's football at the moment is the standards of the officials. And again, it's it's cost us a goal today, in my opinion. And like Kaz said, if we'd have gone in half-time winning, who knows uh, how the second half would have gone. But uh, yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic first half and very promising moving forward. Absolutely. Casey Stoney likely gave her side the Fergie treatment at halftime and it seemed to work as United restored their lead two minutes into the second half. Ella Toon tapped home from extremely close range after the defence disappeared. After that, Blues didn't look the same. The confidence and pressing was gone and we reverted to playing passes backwards and inviting pressure on ourselves. Jackie Gronan was instrumental in the build-up to United's fourth. She skipped past about four players before crossing it to Kirsty Hansen, who fired a powerful effort into the net. I know you have to be careful in the box, Kaz, not to give away a penalty, but she was given too much space here to pick out the pass. Oh, definitely. Up until that point, I thought the defender did really well. And I think, obviously, that going that 3-2 down, I think maybe they lost the confidence a bit and just switched off. But again, goalkeeper should have done better as well. So it's not just the back four's fault, I would necessarily say. But yeah, I think goalkeeping errors today as well. 
The fifth and final um, came from another defensive error. It was a back pass. I think it was from Georgia Brome to Hannah Hampton, who passed the ball out wide to Holloway, who was a bit isolated at left back at this point. She looked to clear the ball and it was charged down. It fell to Alicia Russo, who then slid the ball to Kirsty Hansen, who she's not going to miss from close range. United were clinical when necessary today and eventually did enough to secure the win. Let's look at the positives though first, before we consider what went wrong overall today. Great moment to see Claudia finally score. I also thought Sarah had a really good game going forward. Apart from that one mistake by Bex, I think she's establishing herself in that left-back position. Uh, I think overall, I thought the lineup looked much more solid, as Stacey said, and more cohesive than last week. What about you, Stacey? Overall, what are your thoughts on the game? Like I said, for the first half, it was fantastic. I think we've got to give credit to Casey Stoner here in Man United. Half-time, they made three substitutions, and I do think it changed the game. Man United pressed us a lot higher. Uh, they didn't give us time on the ball. We weren't able to turn and try and get the ball up the pitch. They was literally pressing us so far that we literally only could only go backwards. And then, as you say, there was a couple of times where we seemed to be tapping it around our own penalty box. And United are there and they're pressing and they're hungry. And that's what gave the uh, the fifth goal away. And um, there's a lot of positives to take from today. But... Uh, Again, I think we was all expecting a heavy defeat. And although I'm disappointed that we lost, there's so many more positives to take from today's game, I believe. I think the first half in particular was fantastic. So we'll see how we get on once the squad have a bit longer to uh, train together. Yeah, absolutely. I think, as as you say, we were expecting a big heavy defeat today in the way that the team came out in the first half especially and took it to Man United, and they weren't expecting it from what I could tell. And we really had a game plan. We scored two goals, and as uh, Kaz might go on to say, we only scored five league goals last season, and we've only we've already got two get two goals after two games. So it's obviously a much brighter side this this time around. And speaking of uh, one of those positive performances, Mailing, she put in some great crosses that um, Emma Kelly put slightly wide, and Harriet Scott headed wide as well. What did you think of her performance uh, as a right winger today, Kaz? Uh, Sarah Mayling. The truth, I thought she was absolutely fantastic. I think looking at last week's game and looking at this week's game, I think Sarah played a massive part. She was my player of the match um, for the Blues, even though 10 of them could have been player of the match. It was long overdue, I think, for Sarah to put a performance out like that, like no disrespect to her. But I don't think under Mark or under Marta, we've seen the best of her. And I think after today's game, I think Carla might be getting something, something better out of her than what previous managers couldn't. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. I think it's that case of her versatility has maybe been a downfall in recent seasons. Obviously, the similar thing happened to Jess Carter. When you're so versatile, you can be playing everywhere. And then it obviously you can't pick that one position where you can get the best out of yourself. And obviously, if this is her best position, which it looks like it could be, then it could be a very positive move going forward under Carla Ward. On the flip side, I thought uh, we were very quick to revert to that negative football today. We saw last year, looking back, uh, looking for that pass back, as Stacey mentioned, when there may be being the pass forward instead. It might appear like we're adverting the risks, but you're actually creating more risks, in my opinion, by going backwards. The further you go back, the more likely you are to, for something to go wrong. And then it's in the worst possible place. What did you think of the way the second half played out as a whole, Kaz? It was disappointing in a way. Like When you look at the first half, I think we dominated the game first half. But obviously, Casey brought can bring on some worldies. So I think the, our bench was lacking today. Like there was no Lily Simkin. Abby still got a niggle. So obviously, she didn't come on. 
So there wasn't really much choice for us really to bring on. But do you know what? Overall, it was a fantastic performance compared to last season. Do you know what? We probably would have lost this at least 10. So we might have lost, but I'm happy with the result because it gave us the chance to see what the team's all about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we were quite negative in the way we thought this could have gone against United. And obviously it didn't turn out that way. And we actually looked very good, at least for at least 45 to 60 minutes of the game. And there, there definitely looks like the players are playing for Carl Award, which is something we might not have said, particularly last season. So that's, it's obviously a really positive note going forward. Let's look at the, the predictions anyway from what happened last week, what we predicted for this game. We actually got some points this week, which is which is a great start for us. Chris wasn't on the show, so he doesn't get any points. So unfortunate there for you, Chris, if you're listening. Stacey, you predicted a 2-0 win to Man United with Katie Zellum scoring. Katie Zellum did score and United did win. So you got two points this week. Kaz, you predicted a 4-0 win to Man United with McManus scoring. McManus did score, so I'm going to give you the points. Thank you. That was the wrong end. That's two points for you. And I predicted uh, 3-1 to United with Claudia Walker scoring. Claudia Walker did score as well, so I've got two points as well. So there's two points all around the board apart from you, Chris. And you best put your prediction in next time so you get some points. Another bit of news this week was that Hannah Hampton was named in Phil Neville's latest England training camp. Obviously not the best of days for her today, but we know she's a quality keeper. Stacey, when you heard the news, it's obviously a really positive thing for Hannah to uh, continue her development in the England squad and possibly get that chance to represent the senior squad one day. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when you look now at um, English keepers, I think most people would probably agree with me. There's a few that were normally first names on the list and now getting perhaps to the other side of their playing careers. And um, I think it's the right call to start bringing in some of the younger keepers now. Obviously, Eddie Roebuck's been called up as well. And I think it will be a fantastic opportunity for Hannah to actually go and experience a proper camp. I mean, I know before pre-COVID, she was in and around a camp, but this is her actual first official call up to a camp and uh I just yeah obviously today has not been her best performance but uh it's fully deserved on what we've seen previous fully deserved call up so yeah I'm really happy for her that's all for part one coming up after the break I speak to Mia Erickson as we discuss the great debate which is a new segment on the show and I'll explain after the break Welcome back to Greats in 68. I'm here with Mia Eriksson, Chelsea fan. First of all, Mia, could you tell us a little bit about how you started supporting Chelsea? Yeah, I've been following Chelsea since Magda Eriksson joined, I think, because I'm a huge Linköping fan following that team for several years. Since uh, I think it's uh, 2016, 2017. Quite a long time. And you, 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 do, you, do you think you'll, you'll keep your Chelsea um, allegiances after, after she retires? Or do you think just at the moment it's just because of her? Or... No, no, no. It's just not because of her. Because I've, I've been following the team, you know, since before. Because I went to, uh, I'm, I'm the same age as uh, Hedvig Lindahl. And she is from the same area in Sweden as me. So we went to school together. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, so I've been following the team uh, for for a longer period, but it wasn't un- until you know 2016, 2017 I, I went for it. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's, that's a, it's an interesting backstory, certainly. 
Now that we've got to know you, we'll get into our new segment. It's called The Great Debate. This is The Greats in 68 podcast, so it made sense we called it The Great Debate. So on weeks when we don't have a match to preview, we're going to debate topics from around the world of women's football. This week might be a bit controversial, but nonetheless, I think it gives us room for a lively debate between us. Now, Chelsea, the reigning WSL champions, have a great squad. There's no getting away from that. But I was listening to the Fran Kirby's Fight Club podcast the other day, and they pointed to their right-back position as their weak point. Mara Mielda, I think we can all agree, is a phenomenal player, but she's played out of position there at right-back. You've got uh, Hannah Blundell, who came in at left-back today, who has been touted at one point as being the next right-back for England before Lucy Bronze rose to prominence. And of course, you've got Jess Carter there as well, a player we, we know t- worked quite well at Birmingham City. Uh, she was one of the best right-backs at the time in the league when she was at our club. That brings us on to the debate. First of all, Mia, um, do you agree with the folks at Frank Kirby's Fight Club that right-back is Chelsea's weak position? Weak position? I don't think it's a, a weak position. I just think that Chelsea has strength, strengthened up their team a lot uh, in the front. And um, a weak thing for me is, you know, about experience when I watch players. And I think Marin Mielde is, she's an experienced player. And to judge uh, the right, right back position uh, just based on uh, last weekend's game, I'm, I'm not sure I, I agree. Because, you know, today <laughs> no, no one can argue for that as a weak position so no of course after after it, it feels a bit weird talking about this after you've won nine yeah. uh, in, a, in, in, a, in a league game <laughs> but uh yeah Chelsea was certainly an incredible side today um beating Bristol 9-0 obviously Bristol have another tough game uh, last week as well when they lost to Everton we we obviously had one of those right back options come in today as I mentioned Hannah Blundell coming in at left back what did you think about Emma Hayes playing her at left back today it's obviously maybe not a position she's very familiar with yeah but I think it's uh, quite uh, you know it's quite uh, as a supporter I think uh, I'd be happy to uh, to uh, see that because that means that the players are flexible could be a risk, could be good. Today it was good. And um, I also think that, you know, what we talked about earlier now then, but I think you have to adjust the team versus every opponent you meet. So it could be a weak position for Chelsea to have, of course, because Marin Mielde is, is a midfielder. But I think... We can't uh, take away the experience she will bring to the back line as well. Yeah, absolutely. As, we, as we've talked about in that position, you've got a very good strength and depth in terms of you've got Mielder, Hannah Blundell can play there, Jess Carter can play there as well. Blundell in previous seasons was the first choice at that right back position. Do you think Emma Hayes has just moved on or is it just a case of that uh, she's just trying to accommodate so many good players and occasionally players like Mara Mielder will have to play in a position that they're not used to? And yeah, I think she's going to try out a lot of different systems and way of playing this season. And I think she has the opportunity to do so as well. Also for our defenders, uh, which I'm sure is going to turn out the longer the season goes. So Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea reigning champions, of course. And they've got a great chance again of winning the league if they, if they keep up this with a, such a great attacking lineup, as you mentioned. 
I want to bring up onto Jess Carter. Obviously, she's someone who was very highly rated when she was at Birmingham City and she came in at Chelsea. What, why do you think she perhaps hasn't hit the ground running as best as maybe some of the other players? Is it just that she's in a position where there is a lot of strength and she hasn't really found, uh, established herself in this side, obviously, with such a, a, a mass of stars in that team? Yeah, I think uh, watching Chelsea the last few seasons, I think it's about speed. You know, go, going forward, Chelsea is a team that uh, that likes to go forward. <laughs> you know, you can be a great defender. Uh, like, yeah, I will talk about Magda here because she's a left. Uh, she, she used to play left uh, back in uh, the national team, and she's not a going forward uh, kind of player there. But that's fine because she she brings consistency to the to back line, and um, so. Again, it's a way, uh, if you choose to play going forward, you have to uh, use the players that are good at going forward, like Jonna Anderson and Marn Mjelde and Hanna Blandel. So, so in, t- in terms of going forward, obviously there's a lot of options, as you say, and that you want to uh, rotate a lot. Uh, do you think do you think there is a particular player in particular who is best fitted to play right back? Or do you think, it, as you said, it's different depending on who you play? Yeah, I think it's different because of the opponent. You know, when you need experience, it should be Mjelde. When you don't need as much experience. As today, you know, like Bristol, uh, how the match looked like. I think Hannah Blondel definitely is a person that should play because she is that good. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously Mjelde showed her... um ability today as well she was the penalty taker to well as well scoring even though yeah. she's technically a defender today it's, she's still still capable of putting the ball in the net and emphatically so in in the way that she put the penalty away looking forward um obviously Chelsea very strong side do you predict that they're gonna do the title again this year or do you think it's gonna be tough especially how the Arsenal have started this year I think it's gonna be tough real real tough uh, because I think, uh, looking at the Swedish league, because I follow that league very closely, uh, you you can't know what's going to happen because it's been a strange year. You don't know how how that affects the body of players, and you know we have suffered a lot of injuries in Sweden. And never uh, has it been so many uh, knee injuries here, for example. You don't know what what that's about. I hope we will not get to see those things in England, but I think uh, this year uh, with the pandemic going on, I think it will be tough. Yeah, absolutely. I hope everyone is staying safe. Before we let you go, Mia, um, if you were the manager, who would you put as right back in your team? Oh, this is a this is a tough question to ask me as a Chelsea fan because I I, I like them both. But yeah, I would go for Hannah Blondel. I like the way she plays and I think it's her time to shine. Absolutely. I appreciate you giving me the answer. I know that was a tough one to end on, but I appreciate you coming on the show, Mia. I, um, I hope you uh, continue uh, doing everything you do. Would you, uh, if they want to follow you on social medias, how can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, my account's name is uh, photo. Uh, and uh, Mia Underline Ericsson on Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again sometime soon. Thank you very much. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Kaz, Stacey and Mia for joining me. 
You've been listening to the Greats in 68 podcast, and from all of us, thank you for listening, and remember to keep right on.